Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another week of Wishing You Wellness. It is so good to see you. If you are new here and it's your first time, hello, welcome. Welcome to the family. We love you already. If you've been here since day one, hello. I love you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you being here so very much. Today, we are going to start the episode, my favorite way of starting episodes, and that is with live music. And who better to have live music with? Then my dear friend, Garrett. So Garrett, welcome back to the show. Um, I'm pretty sure you don't need to introduce yourself unless you would like to. My listeners are so familiar with you by now. Um, And yeah, you shouldn't introduce the song either because I think they will pick on pretty quick. I'm a sinner Who's probably gonna sin again Lord forgive me Lord forgive me These things that I don't understand Times I need to be alone Bitch don't kill my vibe Don't kill my vibe I can feel your energy from two planets away I got my drink, I got my music I share But today I'm yelling Bitch don't kill my vibe don't kill my vibe, don't kill my vibe, don't kill my vibe Look inside of my soul and you can find gold and maybe get rich Look inside of your soul and you can find out it never exists Yo, I can feel the changes, I can see a new life While this new life could be dangerous I can say that I like a challenge and you to me is painless Don't know what pain is, how can I paint this picture When the colorblind is singing with your face my face and I'm over the scar Let me take, let me deal in my heart Put it on top of my sleeve in the flesh I can't admit that it didn't like yours Why you resent of me making this? You'll tell me your progress is petty again Cause even a smile at a camera and a bridge Or even a smile at a camera and a bridge Or I can feel the changes I can see the new people around me Just wanna be famous I can see that my people found me Then put me on stages To me, that's amazing Tell you that's a quick check Cause all this is back to me saying this I am a sinner Who's probably gonna sin again Lord forgive me Lord forgive me These things that I don't understand Times I need to be alone Bitch don't kill my vibe Don't kill my vibe I can feel energy from two planets away I got my drink, I got my music I share But today I'm yelling Bitch don't kill my vibe Don't kill my vibe Don't kill my vibe Don't kill my vibe Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Woo! 
it's the i wish i had the clapper sound like the way to make the audience like cheering thank you garrett that was amazing thank you so much oh you're welcome absolutely thank you for having me back on i'm hyped absolutely we are so excited for today you guys um garrett is actually not only our live music guest but he is the actual guest of the podcast today as well and so we are super excited to welcome him back for the second time live music and yeah i guess also second time talking too he and i have an episode if you go back i think it's like in the teens like 16 17 18 somewhere in that vicinity i think or maybe it's 20 something but just look for the featuring garrett um and you'll find it if you want to do our first intro episode before this one otherwise if you just want to start here hell yeah we are about to dive in today So today we're going to talk about a few things and we're kind of just going to have more of a free-flowing conversation, but the first topic that Garrett and I wanted to talk about was this concept of fixing other people and why we do it and what we think we get out of it and what actually are the outcomes of it and all things fixing people. So Garrett, to open up this conversation... I would like to just ask you this simple question. What do you think it means when somebody feels the need to compulsively fix somebody else's problems and kind of just take on their issues as their own? This could be in the form of a parent who wants to be overly involved. This could be in the form of a partner who wants to, you know, control their partner's life and all of that stuff. So I'm curious to hear your input on that. So... Yeah, I think when people want to fix someone else, I think ultimately, you know, obviously you care about other people. You want to help other people. There are so many good intentions there. There is so much good that comes from that. And we're humans. We all need each other. We all need to lean on each other and help guide each other through life. But a lot of people I see when they are fixing other people or quote unquote trying to help them, like it is really, you are running from your own problems. Um, Because the the fact of the matter is, your problems are your problems. So you don't know how to fix them. Or if you do, you have to take steps that are hard. It is day after day, staring in that mirror, being honest with yourself about just like how, you know, shitty you're doing. And that's rough. And so people will run to find someone else who's, you know, maybe more of a mess than them or is just, you know, dealing with things that are foreign to them that they don't have experience with. And then that becomes their new project. They can focus on it. They feel like they're helping the other person. The other person probably gives them validation for it. Um, And it feels good. And, you know, ultimately, we all in life are going to be helping each other, helping fix each other. But when you are really just leaning only in that direction, it it only spells disaster mm. because you're going to burn yourself out. You're probably going to project a lot more of your stuff onto someone else than is their stuff. And it's just going to it's going to complicate the good intentions aren't going to really shine through the way they deserve to. Yeah. Mm. Garrett, you are so wise. And the reason I wanted to do this episode is because this is something that I have struggled with and lived with up close for my entire life. Like literally for my whole entire life, I have struggled with this, this like nature or this kind of just like personality trait where I surround myself with people who are going through shit, like people who are recently going through a breakup or who are still recovering from stuff, people who haven't started therapy yet. Hello, like 
all of these people who are just like deeply struggling. And for the longest time, I thought the reason I did that was because I wanted to help others. But come to find out, it was actually very selfish reasons. I surrounded myself with these people who were struggling because it made me feel better about my shit. It made me feel less guilty and less bad about how far behind I was falling in life. And I was just like, well, you know, at least I'm not these people I'm surrounded with. And so as good as the intentions are, I think a lot of negative consequence also come from this. And also when we're trying to fix people, when we're trying to change people, so much of the time, you guys, it's unsolicited. Um, I didn't realize this until probably a year ago, but when people vent to you, they're not always looking for answers or resources or like a quick fix. Sometimes people just want to be heard and that's it. And so if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm struggling with this, maybe don't just immediately jump to, oh, well, when I was struggling with that, I did this, this, and this. Because I used to do that so bad, I still catch myself from time to time doing that. And Garrett, you're nodding. You're like, yeah, I've heard this before. Um, yeah, honestly, like, so I have definitely have been on the other side of the spectrum of being the person people want to fix. And I definitely had things that needed to be fixed. Um, so it's not like I was, you know, I was definitely had my own toxic issues and problems. And, you know, of course, I was just push everyone away, push everyone away, avoid them. But yeah, so much of the time it's because it is unsolicited. And the thing that's frustrating, too, is I would go to people. I just had this talking to someone last night where I felt like I was just kind of trying to um, vent what was going on with me. And that's it. I don't need them to pity me. I don't need them to do anything for me. And I felt this energy from them like they they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to give that space to someone. Mm -hmm. They either have to completely just dive into you and fix everything and you become their mission or they did what they did and they just kind of awkwardly disengage and then try to remove themselves as quickly mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, I'm not trying to put any of my feelings on you. Even if I'm going through something like, you know, I don't want an emotional dump. I don't want to do anything to hurt you. Just all I got to do is get it off my chest and then we can move on and that's it, you know? So, uh, yes. Um, for the longest time, I really was this person that could not comfortably sit in feelings of um, other people's discomfort. If other people were uneasy around me or uncomfortable or not having a good day or low vibe, quote unquote, I would freak out and I would be like, how can I fix it for you, right? How can I fix it? What do you need? What can I sacrifice to make things better for you? Like, how can I, in this situation, just basically be a fucking martyr, which, hello, if you don't know what martyrdom is, it is basically sacrificing your needs, quote unquote, in the name of others. But the reality of martyrdom is people didn't ask you to sacrifice. Martyrdom is when you're sacrificing, quote unquote, in the name of others. But really, you're just sacrificing for the sake of saying that you sacrificed. And so that's not actually helping anybody. That is an ego thing. You are feeding your ego and that doesn't actually benefit anybody else. Garrett, you're snapping. So I know you agree. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that I I find frustrating with people when they're being a martyr is it's like, look, if you really care about other people, why aren't you caring about yourself? Ooh. Like dying for a cause 
Why are you dying for a cause? If you believe in the cause, you're going to see that as far as it takes. Live for the cause. Live for the cause of yourself and others. Like, care for yourself. If you care about people so much, then why are you burning yourself out? Because as we know, as we freaking know, when we are burnt out, we can't show up as the best version of ourselves. We then in turn are draining other people. We turn into energy vampires and we start sucking the life out of others because our cup is empty and we are trying to pour from an empty cup. But guess what? The people around you, they never asked you to pour from your bone dry cup, okay? They're busy filling their own cups and like healthily dumping into others, not just like pouring, pouring, pouring until they have nothing left. And I can speak from firsthand experience when you are burnt out, on relationships, on your career, on anything. Like you're just not going to show up the way that you are capable of. You're going to show up as like a not so great version of yourself. Um, I found myself being really resentful back in the days when I was a martyr because I would like basically not set a boundary with a friend. And then when they didn't honor it, I would be so upset and I would be like such the victim. And so like, oh my gosh, like I set this boundary, they stomped all over it and I didn't stand up for myself because I'm a hero. Because I'm a hero, I'm doing the right thing. Guess what? That was not the right thing. Uh, Wrong. Because when I neglected my needs, not only am I making myself like crabby and resentful, this other person is then like also suffering as a result because I am crabby and resentful and not my best self. And so, yeah, uh, that is something I'm really glad to have recognized in myself because as we know, once you recognize something in yourself, that's when the change can start. And that's when the actual transformation can begin. But until you hit that bar of self-awareness, it's really hard to uh, go beyond that. Yes, so true. I I love everything you said. And I think it's, you know, it is it's hard to accept if you are, you know, a helper, a caretaker, if you're always giving everything to everyone else. But a harsh truth is that you're often really making things worse for them. Because I so basically, so many people in my life, but especially my closest family and a lot of friends have been the helpers, the caretakers, the rescuers. And I didn't realize it because I was so emotionally shut down. I didn't realize, I didn't realize there was a problem. I I didn't realize, you know, people, people saw me and they were like, oh, he doesn't hang out with anyone. He's so like cynical. He rants all the time. And I was just like, yeah, so, I mean, that's how clueless I was. It's crazy. I can't believe I used to just like rant at people and they were like, wow, you're really angry. And I was like, that's not anger. I am fucking emotionally dumb as hell. Um, But the issue is they never really could give me help because when they showed up, when they did have something good to offer, it was nice, but it did not last and it wasn't consistent. And whenever they got burned out, then they were mean, they were manipulative, they completely bailed on me. And then so I couldn't trust them. And I've learned throughout my life of you cannot rely on people for help because whatever help is offered, it's not going to last. And when you need it the most, when you are actually at your most unstable, that's when they really can't handle it Mm. because you're coming at it with a lot of energy and they're already so triggered by you just when you're, you know, struggling day to day that when you have something you really need someone to hold space for, they can't do it. And it just creates this really, you know, I mean, it really like 
I'm at a point now where it like actually does break my heart. Like I actually, I'm even getting a little bit emotional now because it, yeah, so many friendships, so many families, so many people I see where it's just like, oh my God, like both of these people, both of these people have like amazing intentions in so many ways. Usually there's one person who's like, I'm not going to rely on anyone. I'm going to figure it out for myself. That's, there's a lot of honor in that. And then there's other people who are like, I'm going to put my needs to the side and focus on anyone. There's a lot of honor in that too. It just gets unbalanced. Mm-hmm. And the two need to learn <laughs> to understand the other side and to live the other side too. And then you bring yourself into harmony and then you can have a real connection and real healing together. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to swing so violently and result in so many breakups, friend break- breakups, family, you know, burning yeah. bridges, blowups. Dude. Yes, I love absolutely everything you just said. And I feel like I've had a lot of relationships and friendships in the past and like in my early 20s because of that, because I would give, 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 never set one damn boundary. And then I'd be like, oh, this person is taking advantage of me. It's like, no, this person is abiding by the boundaries you have set. It's like people treat us oftentimes how we allow them to treat us. And so when we set this basis of, hey, you can call me at three in the morning because you need a ride four times a week, that's fine. That's how much that person is going to take. And you are showing them that is what I'll tolerate and that is what I'll put up with. On the other hand, if you're like, hey, if you are ever in an emergency, I will be right there, obviously, even if it's three in the morning. And, you know, this happens once a year, not four times a week. It's a completely different situation. And so I think that this um, all kind of ties in with boundaries re- really well as well. So, Garrett, the next question I want to ask you is going to be about boundaries. So, Garrett, these people like Allison um, in the past, past version of Allison, who feel that need to compulsively fix people, who feel that need to take on other people's problems and turn them into their project. Do you think this is a boundary issue or do you think it's something else? Because I kind of feel like this ties back into just having poor boundaries and not respecting yourself and not loving yourself the way you respect and love others. I I totally agree with you. I think it's an issue of boundaries. And I think it ends up being an issue on both sides because oftentimes, I don't know, it seems like I'm from the perspective of someone who would never let anyone help me. And if people were really giving, I, first of all, I didn't trust it. But if I did use it or rely on it, I, I was kind of lost in my own delusion of everything you're doing, you choose to do. You have full intention. You will take any consequences that come with it. And the reason I had that mentality, and that can kind of sound good, but I took it to a toxic degree because what it ended up meaning was that I would never allow anyone else to take accountability for anything because I could not accept the notion that I had actually been hurt, that someone actually failed me that they, you know, let me down, that I had expectations and I deserved more. So the idea was just that, no, you can never rely on anyone. People are always just going to fail you. And if you want to just waste your time doing stuff for me, I mean, that's your decision. You're going to have to suffer the consequences of that. And, you know, it becomes really callous. But I think it does get into this toxic issue of, 
one person doesn't have boundaries and they're just trying to help the person all the time, giving everything. The other person doesn't have boundaries and they're usually either rejecting everything or forcing a lot of shit onto you that that person doesn't deserve. And neither can really sit in the balance of it because the person who's trying to help, they they will act like they're having just good intentions, but really they expect something in return. They're just not willing to admit to it. And the person who is just forcing things on it or rejecting is acting like, one, that they don't need anything. That's a lie. Or two, you should just put up with this because I wouldn't care if someone did that to me. And also, bullshit. And really, I mean, it is this crazy, it's such a weird codependency of just denial and assumption and... Yeah, boundaries are so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. I do not set them all the time because I also, I do not want to admit that someone could fuck up, that they're they're human and that they could upset me, that they could hurt my feelings, that they could disappoint me. You know, it's that thing of like, I've been disappointed so many times in my life. I've been hurt so many times in my life that I'll just never need anyone. And on the other end of the spectrum, it's like people have hurt me so many times in my life. They've forced me through so much bullshit that I will give them anything they need if they stay. Yes. And if they, but then if like, if I've given them everything and they don't give me everything back, then, and that's where like the splitting comes in all good, all bad. Mm. Wow. You're speaking right to the heart right now, Garrett. Um, I had a boyfriend back when I was like 21 and I would do this thing where like, I would just self-sacrifice, right? So I'd be getting ready to go out with my girls. I'd be super pumped and he'd be like, oh, I'm staying in to watch a movie. I thought you were going to stay in. And I'd be like, oh, I'll stay in. Forget all my plans, self-sacrifice, forget about my needs, I'll stay in. Then the next week would roll around and he'd be getting ready to go out with his friends and I'd be sitting at home and I would suddenly be like, now where the hell are you going? You're going to bail on me even though in this exact situation I chose you. And it's so radically unfair to have that mindset and to put that on people. And I didn't realize that until, you know, after the fact. And I think that's how a lot of people are. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much so many relationships really just become like transactions. Like it is this weird like, well, I did this, so you have to do that. And if you did that, well, then I have to do this all these obligations, and it's a lot like you're just going through your head so much. You're trying to predict everything they're going to do. You're trying to like make these assumptions, and then you just have these rules that you have not communicated to anyone but are suddenly just making a demand of, well, I did this for you, and that person is usually like, well, I didn't ask you to do any of that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> just, oh, my God, it's, such a, it's a loop. It's a cycle. It's a spiral. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's literally a never-ending cycle because I remember having that exact argument with former partners of like, well, I did this for you. Well, I never asked you to. Well, but I did it. And it's like, it's all so trivial. It is all so goofy. Um, So yeah, this, this thing of wanting to fix other people, I think that it's also a very, very unhealthy coping mechanism for a lot of people who have unresolved trauma. Um, especially for me when I was very first coming to light on how much work I had to do and how much I had to process, it was so much easier for me to find little dumb 
petty, I don't want to say dumb, but little petty things to focus my energy on. Like my best friend and her boyfriend breaking up and getting back together over and over again. My friend who is failing out of her class or my friend who, you know, just these little small things that had nothing to do with me. I was assuming as my own. I was making them my problem. I was trying to basically insert myself into a story where I didn't belong. And that's the message that I want these people pleasers and these people like me who want to fix people to hear is it's not your place. Um, and you are doing it out of good intentions most of the time, but the intentions don't come across as good. And when you try to fix somebody, it's almost like telling them, Hey, there's something wrong with you because I have to fix you because I have to fix you. There must be something wrong with you because why else would you need fixed if you weren't inherently broken? Right. Well, and just what I want to add to that was like, then you make that person feel bad because now you're showing them that like, oh, this is a problem with you. This is wrong with you. And usually it's a reflection. Here's kind of what I see with uh, people pleasers and helpers and fixers is like they cannot be comfortable with seeing their own negativity, their own darkness, their shadow, their toxicity. Uh, They're like very uncomfortable with realizing just how bad of a person they can be. And oftentimes on the other end, from my perspective, on my side of things is I didn't want to acknowledge that I could be a good person and that I wanted to be because that can set me up for vulnerability. That can set me up for disappointment. People are going to want to be around me. Then they'll expect something from me in return. It's always a return. And it becomes it becomes so difficult and so heartbreaking because, yeah, if people want help, you can offer it to them. But you also have to be willing to acknowledge that helping people means helping them. Also, yeah, I mean, shit is just popping off in the city right now, I guess. But that's usual, whatever. Yeah, all the sirens just blaring. Um, But it is a thing of like, you have to be willing to help them the way they need help. I mean, there's a lot of people in my life where it's like, I do need your help. I want it. But you will not give it to me the way I need. You're not going to help me figure out what I even need. And every time I try to talk to you about how, well, this is what's going on. Oh, you already get it. You know what you would know what I actually need. Um, but apparently I don't. And it, yeah, it's something that's like, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of am like, I'm trying to get into this place where, and this is even about like improving relationships, improving boundaries is how do you push and how do you put pressure on things and demand people live up to a certain standard, but you don't over demand. So even when talking about this right now, you know, I don't want to overly criticize people. I don't want them to feel bad about themselves and feel like, oh, did I do that? Do I do that all the time? Am I a horrible person? I don't want you to spiral into that. But also we have to hold ourselves accountable too. So it's like, I don't know, like compassionate accountability. It's like you don't want to get walked on, but you also don't want to be the one walking on others. It's like walking that fine line. 
Okay, so I feel like if in this episode all we did was talk about why it's bad to fix people, we um, wouldn't be doing you a service. And so now Garrett and I are each going to share a little bit, a little bit about how we handle it from our POV. Um, Garrett is actually the one who is typically having people try to fix him. I am typically the one trying to fix other people. So we'll have very different perspectives, but I think that that is a beautiful and wonderful thing. So... How I am recovering from being a Bob the Builder, fixer-upper, fucking whatever, unsolicited warrior is what I would call myself. How I'm recovering from that. I have realized that when I catch myself over worrying about people, like being like, oh, I hope she's okay. Like not I hope she's okay, like something is genuinely going on, but like someone is doing well in life kind of shit or somebody is doing something brave or maybe risky or maybe something that just has nothing to do with you and you're like "Mm, I'm so worried about them that's all I can think about I'm consumed with it that's your buzzer that's your like red alarm red flag that's your system letting you know like something's going on with you and you are trying to distract yourself with puzzles like other people's problems treating them like games treating other people like your little challenge to fix and to save. Um, But people don't need you to play operation on them. Like people are on their journeys and they also need to learn how to get up and uh, keep going. And so having you try to fix them, try to enable them to that extreme is actually disservicing them a lot. Sorry, I'm going back to why we shouldn't do it. How to stop doing it. (laughs) It's because I'm still honestly figuring out how to stop doing it. I mean, it's really just recognizing when that moment comes up of like, oh shit, I'm trying to be a martyr. Oh shit, I'm trying to fix someone. Oh shit, I am focusing on somebody else's problems instead of taking ownership of my own. Um, Another thing that has helped me is genuinely getting honest about my own problems. Like, not trying to mask and conceal how much work I have to do, how much trauma I'm overcoming, how many mistakes I've made, how many failed relationships I've had. Like just looking my truth in the face instead of projecting it onto somebody else has been really, really powerful and just really freaking transformative, honestly. Um, Garrett, what about you from your perspective and your side of things? So I actually feel like a lot of connection to that last thing you said, because I've really had to go from, you know, always pushing people away, never asking for help, denying that there was an issue, and now actually having to just acknowledge I need help, talk to people, ask for it, and accept that people are not necessarily going to know what to do. They are maybe going to want to step in too much. And then learning to actually just set those boundaries of saying either, you know, saying that's not the kind of help I need, that's not the kind of help I want, um, or just asserting too that like, I don't get it. Like I, whatever help you're offering me, it doesn't, even if it makes sense to you, even if it's obvious to you, I don't know how to apply that to my life. I don't know how to change. I don't know what to do. Like, um, I appreciate the effort you're trying to put in. I appreciate the good intentions. But I really do need someone who's actually willing to work with me. And I don't want to over-demand something from you. But, you know, sometimes sometimes the help you need is baby steps. You don't need someone rescuing you. You just need someone to listen for a bit and then kind of just give you a few things to go off of. And then we'll see how far you get on there. Run into another bump in the road. Okay, then we can meet up again. Figure out what's going on. Yep. 
Absolutely. And holding space is something that I had never heard of like two years ago, but now it's something that is a prime focus of my like, I don't know, I have goals for each area of my life, like career, health and wellness, and then relationships and friendships. My goal is to learn better how to hold space for people, how to genuinely just be there and let those feelings come up and let people like work through their feelings in front of me without me cutting them off and being like, hey, let me fix this for you. Hey, have you tried therapy? Hey, have you tried blah, blah, blah? And, you know, I do think there are times when it's appropriate to provide resources, like when you're being asked. But I know for me especially, it is 90% unsolicited. Like, typically, if people want your advice, they're going to ask. If people start venting, they want to be heard. And so, Something that's helped me is this phrase of what do you need from me right now? Do you want solutions or do you want me to hold space? Okay, well, I'm sure that we could honestly keep talking about this one all day, but Garrett and I are actually off to go skating soon. We have big plans to fall down off our skates and his longboard here today. But before we get off here, Garrett, I would love for you to just take some time to Tell my listeners where they can find your music, if you're on YouTube yet, if you're on Instagram, that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess, first of all, just thank you again for having me. It's always a blast. I love talking to you. Love having someone that I can like share this journey on of healing and growth. Um, and I really connected so much with what you were saying about like where are you at, what do you need? I literally just started doing that with my sister, like of how can we really get to the core of like, okay, what's going on right now? Let's not dance around it. Let's really like try to meet in the middle. And yeah, so it's just great being on here. Um, if anybody is interested in checking out my music, uh, I'm pretty much on all social media. You can look me up under the name Pray Walker Venery. So Pray, P-R-A-Y, Walker, and then Venery is V-E-N-E-R-Y. Um, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everything. Um, <laughs> I'll be, I've just been uploading some videos right now, just playing in parks and stuff, but I'm doing some recording soon. Um, probably going to start doing like some more, uh, original stuff too as well and playing some shows in the area, um, and open mics if you're in the STL Southern Illinois kind of area. Um, so yeah, any support you guys have to offer, I really appreciate it so much. I hope you enjoy. Yay, everybody, please go and support Garrett. He is doing me the world's largest favor by coming on the show every time he does because he brings beautiful music and vibes to you guys. And I feel like it just sets the episode tone perfectly. So thank you again, Garrett, for coming on. This has been so good. Um, Thank you guys for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share on your story and give my Instagram a tag. It's at wishyouwellness.podcast. Um, If you really enjoyed this episode and want to help out, go ahead and head to Apple or Spotify and leave us a review or rating. This helps the podcast grow so my message and the message of all of my guests can reach more hearts and souls, which ultimately, you guys, is the entire goal of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, Also, if you want to shoot me a DM on Instagram about what resonated this episode, I am a big fan of getting those DMs. I love to hear from you guys, especially new listeners. So feel free to reach out to me or my email address is also found on the Instagram. I hope you guys have a beautiful, wonderful week. I have lots of guests coming up, so get stoked. This has been Wishing You Wellness.